Ein Mida Viteva Ra Behechlit Beyelid Yisrael. There is no concept that a Yiddish child is fundamentally bad. Ein Mida, there's no bad Midos or bad nature that is in a Jewish child. But you need to know how to nurture them, how to deal with the child's nature, in order for it to grow properly and to be used for good. For example, If, let's say, you see a child that is very stubborn, Okay, is an inborn, inborn stubborn nature. It makes it very hard for the teacher or the parent to deal with the kid who's so stubborn. Okay, yisboinin. The parent and the educator should think, You know what's going to happen when this kid turns into an adult? He's going to become bar mitzvah and he's going to go to yeshiva and he's going to learn and he's going to be makabel the oil of Torah, the the how do you say oil the yoke. Right? Well, how do you say that in English? Yep. Burden, burden. The burden. Uh, it's difficult. It gets in the way of fun and, and, and just doing whatever we want, right? Wow. This kid is going to be, when he's an adult and he's going to want to be an Ehrlichel boy, he, he, his he's going to be an auction. He's going to be stubborn. He's going to stick to the mitzvahs. He's going to get go through pain and he's going to stick with it. He's going to have hard times. He's going to stick with it. Akshanis is a good thing, not a bad thing. He's not going to be wishy-washy and he's going to stand firm in his Yiddishkeit. Ish Yisrael is going to be an, a Yiddish person, a Ish Yisrael, a Jewish person, Kamoy Shadayush Hamedush, like the Bracious, Bracious Rabbi says, that even if things are very difficult, he's going to stand firm in his commitment. So sure, when it's your kid, and he's being an action, he's being stubborn about, I don't want to take a bath, it's a pain in the neck. But the Mida itself could be used for good. So don't knock out the bad Mida. My point, though, today was, to start off with understanding, we're not dealing with bad. If you think your child is bad, you need a different T-pool. You need a different treatment method. But I'll tell you, even if you think your child is bad, this also is the only way to work. And in less than two weeks, the atmosphere changed. Everything works. There's no, we are not going to be punitive. It doesn't work on anybody who is in pain any stage. Even Kiwis, kids with issues, they're struggling. They need extra nurturing. What about regular kids? I don't deal with regular kids. But if you look at the Svarim on regular Chinuch, they will tell you it's not that much different. Punishment and, and, and especially taking away access to the home and, you know, you know how you know it's wrong? Look at your face while you're saying and doing all that stuff. You don't look like a happy person. You look like an angry person. And the Nesiva Shalom says, anger, the Gemara equates to Avaidazara. He says, so you're in the middle of doing Avadizara and now you're going to do Chinuch? He says, never do Chinuch while you're worshipping idols. It'll never work. How could you believe that while you're in the middle of Kas, which is Ki'ilu Ayved Avadizara, that you can do proper Chinuch? All of the Mechanchim, even if you punish, you have to wait till you're calm. And there are stories of a G'daylam that they had a special jacket 
He used to put on before he used to punish the kids, and they said, why? He says, because it'll cal- I'll calm down till I find that jacket. I take off the old jacket, right? Or wait a day. You could you can do do it tomorrow. But we all know that in the heat of the moment, we make mistakes. Cast doesn't work. So there's not that much of a difference. But for sure, we have to understand, our kids are good. Every Jewish kid is good, is toiv. So why aren't they behaving properly? They have a good reason. And honestly, after 20 years of looking at them without judgment and understanding them and seeing them recover and seeing how good they are when they come back and seeing how strong they are when they come back, I could really tell you that, that we don't have to just say, don't judge anybody until, you know, until you're in their place. Right? Or have I done it's called Adam Lakavskos, judge everybody favor. I can honestly tell you they're right. They really are doing the best they can. I'm telling you, I've seen these kids, kids who claim to be atheists, kids with tattoos, kids who ate on Yom Kippur. I've seen them in Home Sweet Home. Look at we did this love thing on them, and you look at our kids a year later, two years later, and then when you get to know them, they're they're amazing. They're amazing. They're as amazing as the regular other people in Kuala Israel, and they might be much stronger. Just, you can't judge the strength by being normal because they were thrown down a flight of stairs and they're full of broken bones. But they will do something if you're close enough to see it. You will get close, you will see it. They will do something that you're going to be, wow, I cannot believe that this just happened. Where they did something for Hashem in their ruchnias, like from deep down. Just this week, I got a picture. It's a TP family here a few years. This kid has not put on tefillin in at least three years. He's not been at, he's been out of school for three years. He went over to his father out of the blue. Okay, they're doing a lot of TP. And out of the blue, he said, why do we put on tefillin? Now, it would be good if we knew why, right? This is why I, I had a whole thing about the why game, that we should learn why we do stuff. So the father tried his best and he said, I'll try to find out the real reason. Uh, why? Because the, the, the reason in 1960 was, Whack, don't ask questions. And now the question, the answer became like, because my father did it. But there's real reasons, right? And it's good if we know it. So he started explaining it, and he said, and you know what? We'll, we'll, I'll find out more reasons why. A few minutes later, he's like, you know, where am I till? Father said, oh, I, I don't know. I think I saw it somewhere. And he went ahead, and he took his tefillin, and he put on tefillin. He's not wearing an undershirt, no clothes, not wearing a yarmulke. Didn't make a bracha. He felt, I want to put on tefillin. I look at it like someone who's in the hospital, who's very, very sick, and is not able to do things properly, not in the right time and not in the right way, but says, but I want tefillin. And I'm so jealous. I, I don't know if I ever felt that. Did anybody here ever feel, I, need my, I, I really want to put on tefillin? No, because we put on tefillin. But but do you think we would miss it and want it? Did we ever get to that? There's a carbon, a sacrifice that these kids give to Hashem that they don't get. Hashem doesn't get from the regular kids. I'm not suggesting that we all go off the derech. I'm suggesting that they will, when they're loved and they're nurtured, they will do stuff that you'll be like, wow, I thought this Jew, the Jew part of him was gone. Three years out of school, eating on Yom Kippur, not kosher, nothing, nothing. And one day out of the blue, 
it wasn't out of the blue. It's because of the nurturing and keeping them connected to mommy and daddy. That's the key, in spite of everything, right? And in spite of the craziness and the bashing up the cars and the stealing the money. And he did all of that stuff. And they held tight. And the yitain, the yachser v'yitain. We'll give you money. We're going to give you money again. Again and again because we are not going to let go of this kid because we know that they're struggling. And all of a sudden, he put on tefillin because he wanted to. And the schar for that is enormous because Hashem rewards for effort. They'll all do something. They'll do something for you. It'll be a Mother's Day card that none of your other kids even remembered. It's your birthday or Mother's Day. And they'll be the ones to say, let's do something for mom or dad. Or if chas v'shalom, you don't feel well, they will be the ones to take care of you. You will see that. I'm, I have 20 years of experience. It just takes time. You got to get to the place where their brain, it, it, it regrows. It re, what's it called? Neuroplasticity. Right? Where's all the trauma experts? It will regrow. We're putting a cast on them with no expectations. And then just like a broken leg heals, their broken essence heals. And it heals under us. And then all of a sudden we have a kid who smiles. That picture you sent me of your kid smiling. I have not seen that smile on this kid. And just last week you sent me a picture that he posted. Hashem Yerachim. Looks like he's about to jump off a bridge. Now he's capable of smiling. We're in a war, a tug of war with the devil. We are. And all they have is mom and dad and siblings and aunts and uncles and grandparents, hopefully halavai. If everybody would just listen to what the Baal Shem Tev and the Chazanish and all the tzaddikim said, we would be out of here so much faster. But people say, no, you got to have rules and consequences and boundaries. And their whole blick, their whole, I say blick? The way that they look at it, there's a better word. Perspective on the child is that they're bad and they're going to take advantage and the more you give the more you're going to take and if you're going to give them they're going to take did any of you hear that? give them a finger take a hand don't give it to a terrorist no the opposite the opposite and it's so proven it's so clear and it works so well you just got to live to see it and what I want to say for the new people is already two out of six started bombing sent me pictures and already said the relief and the release, I'm sure they posted it on the chat, right? It gives chizuk to everybody else. The house is calm. It's like, relaxed. There's no war. We're not fighting you. We don't hate you. We're not against you. We're going to support you as much as the Torah lets. That's why everybody has their Das Torah on board. We never did anything against the Torah. Never. Never. The Rabbanim understand this. We're going to support you. And then the kid feels, huh, supported. I now have a mommy and a daddy. I'm not an emotional orphan. That's the difference between the conventional approach where we're going to take away, you know, and, and if you don't, if you lose it, you got to pay for it and get a job and that'll teach them a lesson. We don't teach lessons. We're teaching them the greatest lesson of all, that we don't give up on our kids and that I believe in you. And I know that you're going through a hard time. And that's all it is. It's, it's a temporary, temporary insanity. Like Rav Pam Zatzal said, Temporary, like a chayla machla iveris. Temporary insanity. It passes over time and we will nurture them until they're just melting in our arms and we get those hugs and they're calm and then they stop doing things lahachas against us and then they end up being mushy and loving. Okay? You should all be zaycha to get there quick.